Welcome to the UTG at Work podcast. I'm Deacon Mike Houghton. I'm the executive director of an apostolate called UTG at Work. Our mission is to help women and men joyfully live their faith and witness to Christ and the gospel in the workplace. I'm happy to be with you as we explore the Sunday gospel in ways that help people who work. You can find this podcast as well as helpful articles, videos, and other materials on our website, which is utgatwork.org. You can also subscribe to this podcast through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting sites. This weekend, we celebrate the fourth Sunday of Advent, and our gospel is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said, and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing shall be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever pondered the vast number of titles that we give to Mary, the mother of Jesus? To be honest, there are so many that I can't even begin to list them all. Some of the more popular ones are Mother of God, Our Lady of the Rosary, Our Lady of Lourdes, Our Lady of Fatima, and just this past week we celebrated the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. But to us here at UTG at Work, the one that really gets our attention is Our Lady of Victory because she's our patroness. Mary is as popular as she is misunderstood. There are many people around the world who have devotions to her, and there are many people around the world who misunderstand what those devotions mean. To be very clear, the Catholic Church does not worship Mary, nor does she ask those who are Catholic to worship her. As great as she is, Mary is human and not divine, and so we don't worship her. But even though we don't worship her, we do honor her and adore her. She's the most perfect of all of God's creation. That, by the way, does not mean that she's more perfect than Jesus. Jesus is not one of God's creations as Mary was. Jesus is, in fact, God. He was, as we say in the Creed, begotten, not made. Today's gospel is one that brings to light her incredible nature. When the angel Gabriel greeted her, he called her full of grace. This wasn't a passing comment. It was meant to give her the honor that no other human can match. None of us, as good as we may be, are full of grace as she was. But perhaps more importantly for you and me, This gospel tells of her great yes. Her yes changed the world forever, as she consented to do whatever God asked of her. And because of her yes, our Savior was born and lived among us. It would be an interesting exercise to ask a group of people what words come to mind when they think of Mary. I have to believe that there would be a lot of words like love, peace, docility, tranquility, patience, and the like. And all these are true. But how many people would come up with words like warrior, defender, or guardian? I suspect not many, but these words describe her as well. She was no wimp, and to this day, she's not afraid to come to the aid of those who fight for what's good and what's right. 
And this is why we chose her as our patroness at UTG at work. So on this fourth Sunday of Advent, as we ponder her humble yes, let's also talk about the powerful intercession of Our Lady of Victory in the Battle of Lepanto. In the 16th century, there was a strong and aggressive Muslim force that was making great strides in battle across much of Europe. In 1571, they were sailing toward Rome. They had a goal of wiping out Christianity. They hoped to place a crescent on the top of St. Peter's and a turban on the Pope's head. A much smaller fleet of Christian men with far fewer ships was organized to fight the oncoming navy. The Pope at the time, Pope Pius V, asked Christians throughout Europe to pray the rosary, seeking the intercession of the Blessed Mother with her son for a Christian victory. He also ordered churches to conduct continuous periods of Eucharistic adoration. Every Christian soldier and sailor aboard the Christian vessels prayed the rosary on the eve of the battle and received the Eucharist before sailing. And so on October 7, 1571, the two forces met at sea near the port of Lepanto. Against all odds, the Christian forces decisively won the battle at Lepanto with the intercession of the Blessed Mother. In response, the Church established October 7th as the Memorial of Our Lady of Victory. In time, the Church changed the name of the memorial to Our Lady of the Rosary, and today it's celebrated under both names. You see, Mary is no pushover. She's as tough as she is loving, and she's not afraid to intercede for what's right and just. She's caring and kind and gentle, to be sure. We can turn to her in our troubles and ask for her intercession. But she's also not afraid to fight for what's good and right, and that's why she's our patroness here at UTG at work. We believe that Christians in the workplace are in a similar situation to those brave Christian warriors on October 7th of 1571. We too were outnumbered. Our battle is not one of ships and cannons, but rather one of workplaces and ideologies. We believe that there's a growing effort to eliminate Christianity from the workplace, to force people of faith to not only hide their faith at work, but even to embrace things that they don't believe or support as Christian men and women. And we believe that it's time for us as Christian men and women to respond by openly and joyfully living our faith, witnessing to Christ and the gospel in the workplace. We do not support or condone violence, hatred, or anything that's intended to drive division. Our world is divided enough today as it is. We believe that the love of Christ is enough. We believe that it's better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. And so everything we write and record and speak about is done with this in mind. We at UTG at work are well aware that Christians all over our great country, and indeed all over the world, are struggling to figure out how they can integrate their faith into the work that they do for so many hours every week. Should they just check their faith at the door? Well, the answer is no, they shouldn't. But they also can't preach from a soapbox in the workplace hallways, nor can they expect to have any success by proselytizing. There's a balancing act that we see and that we respect, a balancing act that many of you are faced with each and every day in the workplace. And there are no silver bullet answers. What works for one workplace may not work in another, and what works for one person may not work for someone else. And that brings me back to Mary, who carries titles as diverse as Our Lady of Peace and Our Lady of Victory. She's equally qualified to be both, and she has the wisdom to know what each situation requires. So where does she get that wisdom? From her son, who is God incarnate. She knows that he is the king of kings, and that she is the queen mother. Not that the queen mother is a small role, but it is subservient to the king. The implications of her great yes to Gabriel at the Annunciation are astounding. Her yes put into motion the plan that has influenced the world more than any other event, and that plan will culminate with the end of the world that is second coming. We too must look to Jesus for wisdom. We need to ask the Holy Spirit, who he left for us as his paraclete, to guide us. 
We need to do this in all matters, including at work. And one way to do just this is to look for the intercession of his mother, who bends his ear in a way that no one else can. If you struggle with living your faith in the workplace, pray to Our Lady of Victory that she intercede on your behalf. She's a very powerful ally. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. Our Lady of Peace, pray for us. Our Lady of Victory, pray for us. Thanks for joining me for this week's UTG at Work podcast. I look forward to meeting again next week. In the meantime, I encourage you to boldly live your faith in the workplace in the week ahead. I'll pray for your success, and I ask that you pray for the success of this UTG at Work apostolate. If you want to learn more about us, please visit utgatwork.org. Now go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. <laughs>